This is episode number 102 and dealing with stress. Welcome to Success 101 Podcast. This is your host, Jared Warren, where each episode, my goal is to bring you a new concept or idea to help you maximize your full potential. Thanks for joining me today. Now let's kick things off. Hey guys, welcome back to the Success 101 Podcast. This is your host, Jared Warren, and I'm bringing you an idea today that most of us struggle with and many of us cannot figure out how to fix, and that is the idea of stress. And let's face it, guys, stress is everywhere, and I don't mean to make a light issue of this. Stress is a big, big deal, but it's how we handle that stress. It's our attitude and our mental mindset towards stress as to how we're going to move forward in our day that's going to make us more successful and make us more apt to hit the goals and ideas that we have before us rather than constantly falling short. So as I said, guys, stress is everywhere and it's become so common in our culture that most people consider it to be both normal and harmless. And in reality, guys, stress is serious and most of us know that, but it's so serious that it has some pretty major health consequences. When we're stressed, guys, you've heard me mention it before that our brain releases toxic hormones that damage our higher brain functions and they hamper our mental performance. And our higher brain, that prefrontal cortex, that human part of the brain that's making so many decisions for us where we're going to lock in good habits. That's where we drive our intelligence from. And your stress hormones, however, this cortisol that sometimes is released and other chemicals that get released, they're going to disable these higher order functions. And as a consequence, your brain is going to be dumbed down, so to speak, making you more predisposed to making poor decisions or mental missteps. I'm sure that's not a shock to anybody out there hearing that, but these hormones, these stress hormones also sever the connections between your brain cells and they shrink your brain's neural networks. But guys, look, stress doesn't just harm your mental performance, it also harms your physical health, as you've heard me say many times before. And in fact, research shows that stress hormones weaken your immune system as well as damage your heart. That's a big thing for me as a guy with potential heart disease. Guys experience such a higher percentage of heart disease than females do out there, but the stress that we take on each day is not going to help with that at all. It's going to damage our heart, and it's even going to damage the chromosomes within our cells. And there's a ton of illnesses that are linked with stress as well. As I mentioned, heart disease, but you've also got strokes, cancer, diabetes, and that's just a few of the thousand out there that exist. And this was pretty shocking to me. If you were to tally up all the stress-related diseases, you could consider stress to be the number one cause of death in the United States, exclamation point. And it's clear that stress is severely damaging for your body and your mind. But luckily, as we'll talk about today, you can figure out several key actionable steps that are going to help you reduce stress and tweak your attitude. And that starts, guys, with rewiring your brain and changing your attitude to let go of this stress. Because for most of us, when it comes to handling stress, I would say most people out there feel pretty hopeless. And a pretty alarming stat was that 83% of Americans admit that they've given up on really doing anything about it at all. And you've heard me say it before from Dan Sullivan, and he was describing it more from an entrepreneurial standpoint, but you could describe it for life in general as well when it comes to stress. We get these heavy bags that are weighing down on us constantly, and these bags allow us to keep getting heavier and heavier with time, and he says, look, you've just got to get lighter. You've got to drop these bags, and how do you do that? You do that with a mind shift. You can do something about it, and managing stress is really going to boil down to how your attitude handles it. The right attitude adjustment is literally going to rewire your brain and 
modify your stressful thoughts due to what's called neuroplasticity. And that's how our brain grows and evolves over time. So rather than getting this brain shrink as we get older, we want to expand the brain. We want to grow the gray and white matter that's going to help us hit our goals over time and help us reach the levels of high performance that we're striving for each day. You've heard me mention possibly in some of my other recordings that there's three main parts to the brain. There's the base part of the brain that deals with your automatic functions like breathing and sweating and things that we really don't control. Then there's the middle part of the brain. That's the more mammal part or the animal part of the brain that's scanning the environment five to seven times per second looking for a fight or flight situation. What is it that's threatening us out there that we may need to run away from? Then there's the prefrontal cortex, that front part of the brain that's going to help us lock in our good human decisions, our intelligence. And that's how we have to think about the brain to manage stress as well. The brain typically will take the path of least resistance. It is typically not our friend when it comes to hard situations, but if we focus on it, you've heard me mention time and time again, your brain has an amazing ability to reorganize itself, create new neural pathways, and really help you deal with stress that typically is overwhelming you. And if you can just change your attitude, if you can just change the way you think and the way you view your own thoughts, that's going to make a world of difference. And look, it's important that you make a habit of not believing your own negative negative and stressful thoughts. That's probably not a shock as well to anybody, but you've got to rewire your brain and you've got to focus on how your brain works in order to do this differently. So let's say you're stuck out in traffic. That's a pretty common one for people in big cities. If you're like most people, it's a super stressful experience or could be, and you could become angry. You could become aggressive. You you could start slamming the steering wheel, whatever it is that you do, but none of these things are actually going to do anything to change your situation. So the idea here is what if we chose a bring it on mentality? In some of my earlier recordings, you may have heard me mention The Upside of Stress. Great book out there by Kelly McGonigal. The subtitle of that book actually is Why Stress is Good for You and How to Get Good at It. And the book really has two main sections. Why Stress is Good and then How to Get Good at It. So this book, amazing book. I would encourage all of you to go out there and get it, but it really taught me how to rewire my brain when it comes to stress. Now look, I'm no pro at dealing with stress. I still battle with it every day just like everybody else, but this book allowed me to see an awesome concept of how to deal with stress and how stress can be actually really good. Many things that we've accomplished in life came because of stressful situations. Have you thought about it that way? Or did you think the things you accomplished in life were free of stress and only the times that you were burdened and bogged down by certain things and weren't really able to live up to your max potential those were full of stress. Well, that's really not the case. In fact, most of the things that we've accomplished in life, if not all, have come from times of higher levels of stress. It's just our mindset. It's how we viewed that stress in the moment that allowed us to accomplish great things. So one of the great quotes in that book, she defines stress. And the book says, quote, stress is what arises when something you care about is at stake. This definition is big enough to hold both the frustration over traffic and the grief over a loss. It includes your thoughts, emotions, and physical reactions when you're feeling stressed, as well as how you choose to cope with situations you describe as stressful. This definition also highlights an important truth about stress. Stress and meaning are inextricably linked. You don't stress about things you don't care about, and you can't create a meaningful life without experiencing some stress, end quote. Very fascinating quote there, because basically it just says stress, as we know it today, that's a very pervasive word in our culture, and typically the attitude associated with it is that we need to avoid it or reduce it at all costs. And the phrase, I'm so stressed, we don't ever say that with a tone of like, hey, that's a really good thing, but, you know, that's an awesome thing. But the fact is this, guys, we only feel stress when something we care about is at stake. Think about that for just a moment. When was the last time that you felt a ton of stress from something you really didn't care about at all? Never, right? 
This is known in the research world as the stress paradox. The presence of stress, rather than being a sign that something is wrong with our lives, can be a barometer for how engaged we are in activities that are meaningful to us, as Kelly McGonigal advises. If we want meaning in our life, then we have to understand that there will be some stress from time to time, and we have to welcome that stress. So there's two mindsets talked about in that book. Number one mindset is stress is harmful. Number two mindset which is where we should all get to, is stress is empowering. And of these two mindsets, stress is harmful is by far the most common, as you could imagine. But there's a challenge response that she talks about. Another great quote from the book says, quote, like a fight or flight response, a challenge response gives you energy and helps you perform under pressure. Your heart rate still rises, your adrenaline still spikes, your muscles and brain get more fuel and the feel-good chemical surge, but it's a lot different from the fight or flight response in a few important ways. Number one, you feel more focused but not fearful. So clue in on that, guys. Focused, not fearful. You also release a different ratio of stress hormones, including higher levels of DHEA, which you've heard me talk about before as well, which helps you recover and learn from stress. This raises the growth index of your stress response, what we're using to sharpen us, right? And the beneficial ratio of stress hormones that can determine in part whether a stressful experience is strengthening or harmful really does depend on your attitude. People who report being in a flow state, a highly enjoyable state of being completely absorbed in whatever they're doing, they display clear signs of a challenge response. These are artists, athletes, surgeons, musicians. They all show this kind of stress response when they're engaged in their craft or skill. Contrary to what many people expect, top performers in these fields aren't physiologically calm under pressure. Rather, they have strong challenge responses. The stress response gives them access to their mental and physical resources, and the result is increased confidence, enhanced concentration, and peak performance. So remember, guys, we're not trying to get super calm. That is not the idea here. We're not trying to say stress is easy. We're not trying to go into this saying that stress doesn't exist. That is not it at all. Do not go into this with a mindset of getting super calm. Go into it with a mindset of embracing the energy we feel when stressed and using that to fuel our performance. Because what? By having a positive relationship to our stress and approaching it with focus and not fear... Remember, focus, not fear. We literally change the underlying biology of our experience and our neural pathways. And that, to me, is incredible. So thinking about what stress is, it derives from something that we care about deeply, but it's also merely just an expression of fear, on the other hand. And in our past, generations ago, there was a fear of danger. That was a useful thing. It kept us alert and prevented us from being eaten up by predators, but I don't see too many saber-toothed tigers running around today, right? In today's world, it's much safer, and most of our fears aren't even real. Rather, we just build them up in our head, and the vast majority of those don't even come true. So we've got to ditch the thoughts that are bringing on this stress. We all experience stress. That's nothing new. But how it manifests itself as fear or anxiety or as challenge, that's what's going to set us apart from other people who are not dealing well with stress. And normally, we blame these negative feelings on external factors, right? Our circumstances or our environment, but once you've cultivated a greater awareness of your stress, once you're mindful of it, you're going to realize that you create most of it yourself. Guys, look, when we worry, we are essentially fearing that bad things are going to happen and fear brings on unhealthy stress. Not the challenge type of stress that's going to help us excel, but the fearful stress that's going to bog us down. And that's completely unnecessary. And Cornell University did a study a while back where they took subjects in and told them to write down their worries for two weeks and then track which ones of those actually came true. This is a fascinating study. And they found that the vast majority of their worries, 85% 
85% of their worries that they wrote down over that two-week period never ended up happening. Of the 15% that did actually happen, it often wasn't that bad. In fact, 79% of the time, things went better than expected. So think about that. Allow people to have two weeks to write down their worries. Track which ones of those actually came true. 85% of those guys never ended up happening. And of the 15% that did, most people admitted that they really weren't even as bad as what they had anticipated them being. And the end result of that study was just staggering. It said that 97% of our worries are either exaggerated or complete fabrications that we make up in our own mind. I'll repeat that again. 97% of our worries, the things that stress us out, are either exaggerated or complete fabrications that we've made up in our mind. So you have to ask yourself, are my worries rational? Is what I'm going through in the moment really that bad? Or are we just building up a situation in our mind that probably is not even going to come true? And look, even if it does, more than likely it's not even going to play out the way that we fear that it will. So here's what I want you to do. Whenever you find yourself having these stress-provoking thoughts, I want you to make a very conscious effort to impartially observe them. Don't interfere with your negative thoughts. Just be aware that they're there in your head, but not necessarily in reality. We've also got to make good decisions to help us deal with these situations. And, you know, sometimes we're met by horrible and unavoidable, I would say, situations. So what do we do in those instances where we lose our job due to an economic downturn or the company that we work for and the path that we think we're on doesn't end up coming to fruition or we lose out on stock valuation that we thought we had planned for retirement or anything? Fill in the blank there. How do we deal with that? In any difficult situation, researchers would tell you, you have three choices. You can either A, change it, You can identify where you have influence and then put it to use. What can I do about this fear that's coming on me and how can I go change it? B, you can leave it. Sometimes you can just walk away from it and just shut that thought completely out of your mind. And though that can be painful to let go of certain things, sometimes it's necessary because you can't do anything about it or you know for your best benefit you need to walk away from it. And the third thing is to accept it exactly as it is. Look, guys, sometimes there's just nothing we can do about our situation. And we choose not to complain about it or try to make things into a bigger issue, but we just walk away from it. And that's probably the hardest one, right? Acceptance is the hardest choice because that requires a ton of mental effort because we realize there's a lot of things in life that we cannot control and we've got to shift our mindset. So in those situations, you probably feel powerless. You constantly search your mind to figure out if there's other things that you can do. But one thing that you can do is to shift your attitude. So look, even if something's completely out of your control and you have to accept it, which is typically the hardest thing because we want to control so many things out there, we have to admit there's certain things that we cannot control in life, but the one thing that we can control is our attitude. You may have heard in an earlier recording that I said Victor Frankl in his book Man's Search for Meaning basically said that there's something that no other human being can take away from you. You can be stripped of everything out there in life, but one thing remains with you and that is your attitude and how you choose to deal with the situation going forward. So we've got to have a stronger mindset when it comes to dealing with stress, but that comes with what? Practice. Developing this type of mindset isn't something that happens overnight, and you all know that if you've ever had to try to get through a certain chapter of stress in your life. So a couple of things I'd recommend for you here. Number one, you need to start your day off quietly and in a creative state. What I mean by that is you need to minimize how hectic the day comes your way. For many people, that's driving in in the morning without any music or noise on, just starting your day off with intentionality, with quietness, maybe even getting some good prayer time in there before you start your day. And then once you get to work, we want to make sure that we're doing something creative before we have to get into the reactionary stage of our businesses where we are 
are working on things that don't really empower us. You guys have heard me say it before. I love having about two hours each morning that I can do whatever I need to do, whether it's recording a podcast, whether it's getting in some deep stretching or some exercise, whether it's reading or making notes to further my mindset, just anything I can do without diving straight into emails once I get to work. And that's going to empower me to have a better day. So if we begin our day with peace and quiet and we begin our day with these non-reactionary actions, we are going to move through the day with control rather than just being frantic all the time. You've heard me say it many times before, if we readjust our morning routine this way, the day is going to go by much more smoothly and we're going to be able to minimize stress. The other thing I'd recommend for you guys to do is just take a 30-minute timeout, maybe once or twice a day, and just think about it like flipping a switch that's going to help the stressful levels of cortisol, the stress hormones in your body that are being released. It's going to help those decrease. It's going to help you get in the right mental mindset, and you're going to be a lot better prepared to handle things whenever they come your way. So we've got to disengage from what we're doing, and that's really hard for most of us to do, especially if we feel like we're knocking out a bunch of stuff at work, but you've got to do it in order to re-energize your brain. Whatever's occupying your thoughts, whatever's keeping you from relaxing, we've got to be able to push back from that, clear our mind, let go of all thoughts for a few moments, and take slow, easy breaths as we re-energize our brain. And there are countless opportunities, guys, I've learned to do this throughout the day. You can do it. For me, it's a it's in the shower. Uh, it's, you know, you're just, most of the time, you're just standing there with a lot of thoughts running through your mind of what you did that day, just take that time to breathe deeply and relax. While you're standing in the elevator, while you're standing at the supermarket, whatever it is that you're doing, anywhere you can take those times to do deep breathing. And it's so simple. Guys, we all have to breathe, right? It's so simple to do this. But despite how simple it is, guys, most of us aren't doing it out there. And that's going to lead to a higher risk of developing heart disease, most medical professionals would tell you. Cardiologist Meyer Friedman has done a ton of research on stress. And at one point, he told his patients that they should intentionally take the longest line at the supermarket as a means of practicing deep breathing exercises and rejuvenating their brain. And moreover, he told them that they should take notice of the thinking patterns that inevitably arise in opposition to that exercise. Thoughts that, you know, for example, that you simply just don't have time, right? I mean, breathing is one of the easiest things that we can do, but how easy is it to say we don't have time to take 30 minutes to go rest and rejuvenate our brain? You've got to get those negative thoughts out of your mind. You can't believe those. And the longer that you employ those tools, the more you lock in those habits, you'll discover the true potential of your brain because you are more rested throughout the day. So a couple of takeaways here, guys. Number one, stress is all around us, but most of us have adapted this mindset that we just have to deal with it, right? It's out there. There's nothing we can do about it. We've got these heavy bags, as Dan Sullivan talks about, but that is just not true. It's all about our attitude and our mindset. And think back to the study where for two weeks people were tracked and they found that 85% of the things they wrote down that they were worried about never ended up happening. And of the 15% that actually did, it wasn't nearly as bad as they thought it was going to be. And we have three things that we can do with stress. We can change it. We can do something about it. We can leave it. We can close off those thoughts and just not deal with them, or we can accept it, which is typically the hardest one because that takes so much mental effort just to know that we are having to live in this stressful situation and there's nothing we can do about it, but we have what? We have power over our attitude. And this is going to take practice. I'm not dare trying to say that this is easy, but we can develop a more peaceful and strong mindset with practice. And it all starts with locking in those neurological pathways in our brain, growing new gray and white matter as we train ourselves to think differently about stress 
and not allow it to overwhelm us. And lastly, give your brain a rest during the day. Take 30 minutes one or two times a day to just push your chair back, breathe deeply, not work on emails, not pick up your phone, but just rest in silence and just be. You'll rejuvenate your brain. You'll rejuvenate your body. You will be better prepared to tackle the day as stress has come on. And remember, stress only comes because something we're dealing with is very important. So if that thing's so important, let's not let stress overwhelm us. Let's let stress empower us as we take on a new attitude towards stress and we take a bring it on mentality, as Kelly McGonigal says, versus just trying to get through it or feeling like there's nothing we can do with the overwhelm and sitting in stressful situations that keep us from hitting our peak performance. Thanks so much, guys. 